This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, GetBook listeners. Welcome to The Hand Cell, a special weekly installment of GetBooked that's all about books we just can't resist shouting about. This is Jen Northington, and today's hand cell is a nonfiction book I read last year that felt very relevant to life in general right now in a variety of ways. It's actually not super old. It came out in October of 2020, but I feel like so many books from last year just got missed because of, you know, everything that I wanted to give it a moment today. So, yes, today's hand cell is Brave New Home by Diana Lind. But before I get into the details of it, let us hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Avid Reader Press. So this next book is a really fun sounding mashup of different genres. There's a little time travel, a little romance, a little spy thriller action going on. So in the near future, a civil servant is offered the salary of her dreams and is shortly afterward told what project she'll be working on. A recently established government ministry is gathering quote unquote expats from across history to establish whether time travel is feasible for the body, but also for the fabric of space time. This is an exquisitely original and feverishly fun fusion of genres and ideas. The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley asks, what does it mean to defy history when history is living in your house? Colleen Bradley's answer is a blazing, unforgettable testament to what we owe each other in a changing world. It kind of gives Outlander meets Cloud Atlas or If the Time Traveler's Rife was written by Sally Rooney or Colson Whitehead. Make sure to check out The Ministry of Time by Colleen Bradley. And thanks again to Avid Reader Press for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Disney Books. Do y'all like Caribbean mythology? What's more, a thriller inspired by Caribbean mythology? If you do, I got something for you. A must-read thriller that draws from the darkest corners of Caribbean mythology from acclaimed author Sarah Das, who crafts a chilling tale of magic, murder, and how far we'll go to protect what's ours. It's perfect for fans of Angeline Bully and Tiffany D. Jackson. So, unlike other people on the small island of St. Virgil, Selena Da Silva does not believe in magic. She has a logical mind. She likes botany. She wants to study pharmacology. But then her mother gets sick and she's tethered to the island and she has to make money. So what does she do? She cons a couple gullible tourists with these useless talismans and phony protection rituals. But then one of the tourists ends up dead and at the center of a strange string of murders. And the truth Selena has been denying can no longer be avoided. There is evil lurking in the forest that surround St. Virgil. Now to find out what that evil is, make sure to pick up It Waits in the Forest by Sarah Das. And thanks again to Disney Books for sponsoring this episode. So this book is Brave New Home, and the subtitle is Our Future in Smarter, Simpler, Happier Housing. And Lind is a journalist 
who clearly got fascinated by the idea of how the sort of American ideal from the 50s of, you know, single family homes, white picket fences, two car garage has really let us down as a society, especially generations post Generation X, Generation Y, Millennials, Zillennials, whatever you want to call it. Homeownership has become this really fraught and difficult to achieve and sort of not necessarily relevant ideal for so many of us. So when I saw the premise of the book, I was like, tell me more. (laughs) And uh, what she's looking at are co-living, I guess is the word, which I hadn't heard before I picked up this book, but co-living situations. So multi-generational housing, micro-apartments, tiny houses, rural communities, co-ops, in-law apartments, all of these different ways that People are increasingly shifting away from this idea of, you know, one nuclear family, two generations at most in one detached house. And I think this is super relevant for so many reasons. It's obviously already a cultural practice for so many communities, especially in outside of America. But I think that it is becoming more increasingly a viable option for Americans or perhaps an unavoidable necessity because housing is so expensive and we have so little extra cash and savings in so many cases. And so like, what else are you going to do except for share housing? So it's very relevant. Like I said, it's interesting, though, what she does here, because, you know, not only does she give the context of like, how did this ideal, quote unquote, get created, but how it has failed us. And then all of the different ways that this is showing up. And, you know, there are these like trendy co-living places, which I had not realized this was a thing. But I guess it's like we work for housing where young professionals especially will be in these apartment buildings that also offer like community activities. So that was kind of weirdly fascinating to me. It's not obviously the kind of thing that I've ever experienced or can afford. She talks a lot about the affordability of these places, but it was super interesting to hear about. And then she goes into, you know, much more affordable options, why zoning is so important, which is not a thing I knew anything about, honestly, before picking up this book. But it's really fascinating how she looks at the impact of zoning on communities and on residents who are trying to make ends meet and how bringing in, whether it's friends, relatives, strangers, to share space in their living accommodations is so essential, but also can be so difficult to get permission for. And so it's just a really fascinating look at all of these different ways that people live together that are not that white picket fence, you know, single family, two car garage situation and how important it is for all of us in so many ways. There's psychological benefits, there's health benefits, there's economic benefits. There's just so many interesting aspects to this that I really hadn't considered. And I appreciate the way that she does bring in issues of privilege and class and race into this. You know, there are a lot of tangly bits here. And I think she does try her best to unpick some of those and present them as best she can to the reader. And for, you know, like I said, it tackles things like zoning, which is not obviously a super interesting topic to a lot of us. And I I still found it pretty engaging. I didn't feel like she got too 
lost in the weeds of any one thing. And some of the profiles of people she does are really sort of entertaining. And so I think that if you are one of the people out there who, for example, watches a lot of HGTV, which I'm not throwing any stones, like that's a thing that I do sometimes. If you have, you know, watched those tiny house documentaries, if you are just like obsessed with the various ideas of housing, or you are really interested in learning about these stereotypes of what we should all be aspiring to and how these are really breaking down in our current situation, I think this book is for all of you. So super fascinating and also extremely validating in that, like, it is so hard to afford this ideal. And like, maybe we don't need to care about that. There's a lot of pressure to, like, care about homeownership. And maybe we don't need to do that. So really interesting in a lot of different ways. Again, that's Brave New Home, Our Future in Smarter, Simpler, Happier Housing by Diana Lind. All right. Thank you so much for listening, as always. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink, for making us sound great. If you would like more book recommendations, you can always find those at bookriot.com. You can also find the rest of our podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen. If you would like to email us, you can do that at getbooked at bookriot.com. You can send in recommendation requests. You can send in feedback, all of those good things. Speaking of feedback, if you are interested in reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, we super appreciate it. It helps other folks to find the show. And in between shows, you can find us online. I am mostly on Instagram these days at I am Jen IRL. That's I-A-M-J-E-N-N-I-R-L. And we will talk to you next time. 